This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins, powered by BetUS. 879-BETUS or BetUS.com. Well, this is the week, Greg, that we've been all waiting for around here, right? We can't wait for the Chiefs-Patriots game coming up on Sunday. We're going to talk about that game. Of course, we are brought to you by BetUS.com, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. This is episode 10 already. We're running through this bad boy. And remember, just when you check us out, make sure you subscribe, you rate, you review. That helps us the most. Trust us. We love you guys listening and gals listening. But if you can do that, that would be an excellent thing for Greg and I. Greg, let's talk about this game, man. Do you think the Patriots have any chance against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I do. I I mean, they always have a chance. When I mean, when you have Bill Belichick and you have Josh McDaniels and you have some of the institutional knowledge that they have uh, on defense, they they absolutely have a chance every time out. Um, I do overall think this is a little bit early for this matchup for this team. I just think that you know, with all the changes that have been going on on offense, and and we've seen it sort of evolve a little bit each and every week. I just I don't think they're quite there yet. I think we need to get to the end of the season when Cam has, you know, more reps with Nikhil Harry and uh Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers and and most importantly in my mind, the tight ends. Like yeah. hopefully at some point this season they'll get some production out of the tight ends. They've gotten next to I mean basically nothing you know, an Izzo pass here and there, and he's been fine. But uh, Devin Asiasi, we have seen his snap counts increase a little bit. Uh, He was open a few times, not always by design last week. Uh, But at least there's a hint. Dalton Keene, who knows? He's another one of these uh, man of mystery on this team. It's like Bo Allen and I think Dalton Keene are like hanging out together in some (laughs) saloon around Foxborough or something. Cause I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it's a mystery. They've been Bo Allen of course is on IR, but he could have come off this week. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole about Bo Allen, but long story short, do I think they have a chance this week? Yes. I think it's a very narrow path. The victory, and and, and I, I do think that they have a chance, a better chance later on in the season. Um, but I think if you were going to catch the, the 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 Chiefs early on in this season, this would be the time coming off the Ravens game, where yes, they they did have basically an easy time of it, but still, those games take a lot out of you. Right, so yeah. there could yeah. be a little bit of a letdown factor for the Chiefs, not that they're going to take the Patriots lightly or anything, just it's natural. I mean, there was a lot of hype for that game. There's there's a lot of hype for this game, but that's that's tough back-to-back. So we'll yeah. see. And you look at Baltimore, they still play a physical style of football, yeah. right? So you have a short week because you just played on Monday night, short week off of a physical game. So I get what you're going there. I thought you wrote a great piece for Boston Sports Journal uh, recently. I think it was either today or yesterday. I just read it today. And it had to do with the defensive backs of the Patriots and how much money, which is $54 million, that the Patriots have poured into this secondary. And your basic point here, and I know you expound upon it, and we'll talk about it more, but your basic point, the gist is, Greg, they got to make that money this weekend. You're paying those guys to play, and you're paying them a lot of money compared to every other team in the NFL. And if you're going to utilize 
that kind of talent in the secondary and you're going to pay that kind of money, this is the kind of week you need those guys to ball. Yep. I mean, Nick, we know Bill Belichick doesn't do anything by accident. Nope. So that he has the most cap money allocated on this team to the secondary, there's a reason for that. And it has to be for against the Chiefs. I mean, you know, the rate you don't need the secondary against the Ravens, even though those uh, small sort of tackling guys will help against the Ravens uh, once they see them again. But you know, this is this is the plan. They built up the secondary from Stephon Gilmore giving an extra five dollars, uh, five million dollars to uh, you know Jonathan Jones. They extended. Uh, Devin McCourty is well paid. Uh, you know, all these guys across the board. I mean, $54 million. I mean, that's, that's like, I'm, I'm trying to do the math. I mean, that's, I mean, it's basically like a quarter of the cap for that's a whole lot of money, Greg, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And, and look, I, I'm all for it. We know how talented the secondary is. We all, we've talked about it for a couple of years now about how good they are and they're the best in, best in the NFL. And I do think they are up there certainly in consideration. So why can't they go out there and shut down the chiefs or at least keep it close? And I think, I think that's part of the path to victory that we talked about is, you know, they should be able to match up with these guys. Yeah. yeah Tyreek Hill is great. And, you know, Hardman is fast when he gets out there. Robinson's good. And, and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey, yeah, well, you know, the Patriots should have the defensive equivalent of that when they hit the field, and and I think the pressure should be on them. Now, look, uh, I'm not dumb enough to say it's all on them because we all know that pass coverage and pass rush, it's in concert. So right. the secondary is only as good as the pass rush, and I do have a lot of concerns about the pass rush in this game, the front seven to this point, and also in this individual matchup, but – in terms of matching up man to man against this KC juggernaut offense, and they are terrific, they should have the answers or at least the ability to keep them in check and keep the game within reason so the Patriots can have a chance to win this game. Yeah, another part of that story that you wrote at BostonSportsJournal.com breaks down the matchups and what the Patriots have done their last meeting against Kansas City. For example, you have Jones going against Tyreek Hill with help over the top. So if you want to check out those individual matchups, you can do that with Greg's story at bostonsportsjournal.com. Big picture, Greg, when you look at this defensively against Patrick Mahomes in what is a very talented, <clears throat> very talented uh, <laughs> offense for Kansas City, uh, do you think we see – you love calling the guys the lollipop guild. Uh, <laughs> do you think we see that lollipop guild out there on Sunday against this offense? I think we might. I think that I think we might be looking at a situation where we've seen in the past against Peyton Manning, whether it was with the Colts or with the Broncos, where the Patriots invited them to run, basically yeah. and dared them to run. Because, look, we all know the, the Patriots, Cam Newton may be great in this game. He may be able to run. He may be able to pass. But this offense is not going to be explosive. I mean, they're, they're going to need help. They're going to need turnovers. Uh, you know, to get into the 30s. I mean, they're just not that type of offense right now. But, you know, I do think that there's a situation because, like, I'm very worried about once the Chiefs go, you know, one running back, three wide receivers, Kelsey, like, how are they going to match up with uh, Edwards Hilaire and also yeah. their other running backs? I mean, that that was a guy in the draft process. The first time I saw him, I was like, oh, God, I hope the Patriots get him. He's like, 
He's like Kevin Falk, like 2.0. Like he's just, he's that good. I think they've, I've, Nick, I've actually been surprised at how much they've given him to do early on. I mean, first game he was out there carrying the ball all the time. I mean, yeah, he was. He was dynamite in week one. Uh-oh, he was. That, yeah. That's a lot for a rookie. And I just wonder if he's going to be able to last with that kind of workload. Well, but, how dare you, Greg? I have him on fantasy football. So you, <laughs> hopefully you did not just jinx me. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, I have Sony Michelle, but that's 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 thing for another day. <laughs> um, but uh, so you know, I worry about how they're going to match up, and and if I'm the Patriots, and we've talked about it about how in their two wins, the Patriots like their path to victory was basically get an early lead or get a lead at some point, get up two scores, and now all of a sudden you're forcing the other team. Yep to play on your terms, which is to throw into the secondary. The pass rush can pin their ears a little bit back. Like that's how they get, you know, a more comfortable margin of victory. And I think I think that's sort of where they need to go right off the bat against the Chiefs. I mean, if I'm them, I'm going three or four defensive linemen. I'm going, I don't even know at times whether I'm put even putting a linebacker on the field. I might, I might do that. I might take Bentley off and I might go Terrence Brooks and say Kyle Duggar at linebacker. Right. Yeah. And- because one of those matchups that I'm concerned about, if I'm if I'm New England, obviously, is you get Bentley matched up with Edwards Alaire, and that's a Forget nightmare. And we saw, I mean, even last week yep. against Baltimore, Baltimore has got that fast linebacker Patrick Queen from LSU. I mean, he goes sideline to sideline better than anybody. And they still had the wheel route action pretty much with uh CEH coming out of the backfield. And he went right by Patrick Queen. And if he's going to get by Queen that easily, I mean, he's going to burn by Bentley. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they if they put the extra safety in there and take the linebacker off the field at times. Yeah, I, and and I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it a lot. I mean, not when they put Sherman the fullback on the field, obviously. Um, but you know, I, I, just last week against the Raiders, I mean, every how many times did we see whether it was Josh Jacobs or uh, Jalen Richard? their pass back sort of, you know, start out wide of the formation and Bentley yeah. would go with them and then go in motion. And I'm, I'm just like, holy cow, how aren't they just, you know, running wheel routes all day on Bentley? And they yeah. were, you know, we talked about it in Tuesday's pod about how there was a play where they did have Jacobs one-on-one and, and a perfect play called by Gruden, but Derek Carr screwed it up. Patrick Mahomes is not going to do that. And so if, Trust me, they, they they saw the film. If if the Chiefs see Juwan Bentley matched up with anybody one on one, they are going to go after him, and they're going to need a lot of a lot of help. So I would like to see the Lollipop Guild, and I'm going to ride this <laughs> thing the whole season. You know, because that's basically where they are. I mean, it's like Bizarro Belichick. Belichick used to have the the biggest, meanest yep. guys on defense, yep. and we all heard about how you know big people punish little people and all this stuff, and and now it's just like, you know, it's seven on seven flag football on grass with this defense. But that's where they are because they just don't have the talent at linebacker right now. And and I think I think, yeah, I'm I'm putting I'm putting two safeties at linebacker. I'm taking Bentley off the field and inviting the Chiefs to run. And if they don't, then I match up better in the pass game. Yeah, and you know it's interesting to see if they remain disciplined in the front as well. We always talk about it. You know, make sure that you don't lose contain against somebody like Mahomes. Make sure you don't get too far downfield in your rush if you're trying to get to him because he will turn that into a nightmare. And we saw that with Baltimore. I I don't think you blitz him often because when you blitz Mahomes often, he usually rips you apart, and that's what he did Monday against the Ravens. Uh, Let's flip it on, on the other side now, Greg. When you look at this game offensively, 
I feel somewhat similar the way I felt going into last weekend's game when we talked about the Raiders matchup on this podcast, which is, by the way, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, brought to you by BetUS.com. When we talked about that matchup, I said, hey, I think the Patriots can run the football. You mentioned before the season kicked off, bully ball, right? And I felt Mm -hmm. pretty confident that the Patriots would be able to have some of that bully ball go on with the Raiders. Now, we had to wait until the second quarter and then especially the second half, but we saw it. I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think they could run the football against this Kansas City defense. I don't think Kansas City's you know, front is spectacular. I, I like Chris Jones. He's very good at what he does. But I, I think you know, watching that game against the Ravens on Monday, I saw some opportunity there. And, and I think the Patriots on offense can run the ball against that Kansas City defense. Yeah, and I, I think one place where the Patriots have a leg up on the Ravens right now and um, I think this factors into this matchup is I think their offensive line is much better than uh, than the Ravens. I think the Ravens, you know, uh, whether it was uh, uh, Marshall Yanda who retired and I think they've had some injury issues with Ronnie Stanley. Like they're just they're not what they can be or have been in the past, whereas the Patriots. I mean, we saw it last week, you know, Joe, Joe Tooney at center. It was just it was a perfect transition and yeah. uh, Owenu at left guard, you know, did a really nice job and he's more of a, he does a great, he does a really good job pass blocking and run blocking, but he is more of a, he is a physical presence. He is a road grader. I just think, you know, look, Chris Jones, the the chief's defensive tackle is just, he's one of the, the elite players in the league and yeah. you have to account for him. He, he, he had a groin injury in the game. He's still dealing with it this week. I mean, I'm trying to get him out as soon as possible. I'm going, I'm going a bit side sideline to sideline uh, to start, sort of like almost the Raiders game, but in reverse. They started the Raiders game. They started. They tried to pound the middle, and they didn't execute. Then all of a sudden, they brought JJ Taylor and Rex Burkhead in, and they 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 went to the edges. Then they came back to Sony Michelle in the middle. Yep. I would start that way with let's press the edges early. And get them going sideline to sideline. Get Jones going sideline to sideline. Then hit them with the body blows with Sony Michelle. But I do think, I, I think Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, he knows the Patriots better than anybody. Everybody knows his history against the Patriots, and yep. he actually does his best work. Uh, you know, scheming up different coverages, mixing things up. I want to avoid that because I do not want to see Cam Newton sitting back there all day trying to decipher this past defense and then the pressure getting to them. I am, I am, I'm going to dictate the game on my terms in this game. And I think it is bully ball because I don't think the chiefs linebackers are very good. I don't think Sorensen, one of their safeties is very good. And I, you know, and their guys on the edges, they don't really tackle all that. Well, you do have to account for honey badger, but I do think the mismatch is there. The Patriots right now, I would say I don't know if you agree with this, Nick, but I would say the best part of their team right now is the offensive line, and so I'm riding that. Yeah, I agree. And when you look at what's interesting with this matchup, is you go back to past matchups, Patriots, Chiefs with Brady at quarterback, and Chris Jones was an issue, right? Because yep. he rushes straight up the middle of the field, and that's the kind of rush that would drive Brady crazy. He hated dudes attacking right in the middle, right? So. In this matchup coming up on Sunday, it's going to be interesting because now you have a different kind of quarterback. And we've talked about this, how you know certain things Brady can do much better than Cam, but Cam can do a number of things better than Brady. 
And one of those is if you're going to rush, if you're going to rush up the middle with Jones, and if you try to get through and you do get through, well, now you're not dealing with Brady, who is the sitting duck. Cam can just bounce it outside. So as we talk about the Patriots defense trying to contain Mahomes on the outside edges and make sure that you don't let him get, you know, to slip by and, and, and pick up a 15, 20 yard gain, you could say the same exact thing for the Chiefs. And if, you know, Jones is getting that rush up the middle, well, now the Patriots have the option. They have the mobile quarterback that might be able to break that defense's back by breaking contain, getting outside, and then it's the matchup of Cam versus the linebackers that you bring up and these smaller guys on the corners. I also think it's interesting, you know, with, with that triumvirate in the middle, right? You've got Tooney, you've got Mason, you've got Anwanu. If, if those three guys do their job, and like you said, if they start to almost punish Jones, I think if you minimize, if you limit the impact of Jones in this game, I am not impressed by that Chiefs defense. And they also have lost one of their starting corners in Sneed. He just went on the IR. So yep. I think they've got some questions on the outside. I'm not in love with their linebackers. I think Honey Badger is really good at what he does. I think Jones, as you said, is elite. Outside of that, Frank Clark will show up every once in a while, but I think they can I think they can take advantage of some spots there. I did want to ask you, as far as X factors, let, let's talk about that. First of all, let's begin with Kansas City. Who do you think is Kansas City's X factor on Sunday? Uh well, you know, I think that I think you just I think you just mentioned him. I think it's I think it's Clark. I think it's a guy that um when he comes to play, he's very powerful and he can impact a game. And like I don't think and you might disagree with me, but I don't think Isaiah Wynn has really been tested yet. So yeah. far, he's done a really nice job, but he hasn't gone against an elite guy. And Frank Clark is one of these guys that can – he's up and down depending on the game. Yeah, But is. there are times – like in the playoffs last year, that dude was a factor in all <laughs> those games in the Super Bowl and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's he's a concern of mine. I do think Thornhill, the safety, he got hurt at the end of last year. But I remember he had a pick six against the Raiders uh, to sort of put that game away. I think he can be – He's he's the type of guy who can uh, who can jump a pass, um, but I think I think for me, f for me, Frank Clark is one of those guys who who is the X factor. Yeah, and when I look at when I look at the uh, Chiefs, I always just think offense. So I think Edwards Alaire. Like you, you can't. We saw this last week, right? When we saw Josh Jacobs running the football, and then for some reason, which we discussed in the prior podcast. Uh, brought to you by BetUS.com. We talked about the idea of the Raiders just going away from the run. For some unknown reason, they yep. just decided John Gruden, uh, Chucky, in all of his wisdom, decided to just stop running Jacobs. And I, I have to believe, you know, maybe Reed, and we all know that Andy loves the, the trick oration every once in a while. He will throw a random trick play into the game plan when it makes zero sense just to do it. He's like a video game guy sometimes. Yep. Like if you're if you're playing Madden, you just throw it in there every once in a while to see what happens. And so I think Edwards Alaire, you know, he's dangerous. If they get the run game going early, that's going to open up some things. And it's going to be interesting to see, Greg, because you mentioned Patriots gonna sit there and I think try to try to bait them into running the football. Yep. And if they run the football successfully, will Belichick be okay with it and just say, hey, listen. This is going to be them running the football against us running the football, not a ton of points on the board, and we can live with that, and hopefully we get the last possession. Or right. is that running game going to cause uh, the Patriots to react defensively? Before we uh, give you uh, another X factor or two, 
Greg, if you could remind the people, the great people who listen to this podcast about BetUS.com. Yeah, listen up, sports bettors. This is Greg Bedard here to tell you about my favorite sport, sports book, and that's BetUS. Football, basketball, and baseball are all back. Baseball playoffs are going on. I was just watching yeah. the Padres. That was pretty Sada. good. They get like, it feels like they've got 15 games on every day. <laughs> Seriously. It's like the <laughs> NCAA tournament. It's like, is the whole league playing? What's going on? <laughs> and that means not the Red Sox, that's for oh, sure. Not the Red Sox. <laughs> hey, fourth pick overall. It's not as good as I wanted, but I'll take four. Yep. I only endorse one sports book, and that is BetUS.com. Why, you ask? BetUS is the pioneer in online betting with more than 25 years in the biz. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, everything you want. I'm telling you, they have it. I've looked it over. There's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. Go to BetUS.com now and fill out your information. Only takes a minute. When you get there, and this is important, in the how did you hear about us box, type in Boston Sports Journal. I had one of our listeners say they put in BSJ. Don't put in BSJ. No. Put in Boston Sports Journal and get a bonus up to 150% on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Make sure you go to BetUS.com. Yeah, no uh, acronyms. Boston yeah. Sports Journal spelled out all. Um, so let's look at the other side now. We, we just mentioned our X factors for the Chiefs. An X factor for the Patriots. The, uh, the Patriots, easy for me to say. The Patriots in this game, Greg. Okay, so I'm going to give you two real quick. Offensively, and I don't know which one it is. <clears throat> Sorry. And I don't want to say Dalton Keene because he could be inactive again. But, but if you did and that guy caught six passes, you would look like a damn genius. I know. And, you know, I don't mind looking like a damn genius, but uh, I really I don't have any inside info, but I'm just going to say one of the rookie tight ends or both of them. Mm. Um, it could be Devin Aussie Aussie. I think they might see what he did last week and he got open a few times, even though I don't think he was dynamic at all in the passing game. I was a little bit uh, underwhelmed by that, but I would really if there was a game for them. And sort of the idea, I think we've talked about it before, sort of the idea with Dalton Keene was to get more athletic at fullback. And what the reason for that is, and this would be a curveball to the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are probably expecting, all right, Cam Newton, and they're going to run, and they're going to do this. Dalton Keene makes the defense play base defense. and But the thing is, he's more athletic than Jakob Johnson. And so what you do is you get the team in the base defense where we talked about their weaknesses, their linebackers. Get as many of those linebackers on the field. Get Sorensen close to the line. And then Dalton Keene all of a sudden goes in the, the flat and he's your Kyle Yousef, you know, the sort of yes. fullback who's a mismatch down the field. And I think I would like to see them pop a few plays that way. That's the idea. I don't This might be too early, but Keene and then defensively, I'm going Duggar. I think he's got to be he's got to be part of the answer. Ah, that was to, my guy. Yeah, to to <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, he could be spying him. He could be on Kelsey at times. He could be on Edwards Hilaire. Like he, I think he has, and he's very smart for a rookie. I think he's the type of guy who could do a lot of different things in this game. Yeah, I had Duggar actually written down. Uh, I do think he could play a vital role in this game. There's no doubt. It's interesting when you bring up Dalton Keene. You know, you you think about that San Francisco offense, and you know Bill probably watched that and said, "Oh, you know what what they have as that fullback slash yep. H back that could bring a different dynamic to yep. the offense." And and I do think Greg, one of the things 
that we're learning about this team, and I think it's a very good thing. They have multiple ways that they can beat you offensively. They proved that if the defense gives the right look. We think. We think. We think. They do. We think. It looks like Cam can can pick you apart depending on what your defense is doing. If you know if Seattle, if you're going to play heavy zone, you're going to do that kind of stuff. He might be able to take advantage of it, right? So you can't totally sleep on Cam from the pocket. And I thought he made you know one of his only really good plays on Sunday. That play when he was you know he had the rush in his face and he found yep. Harry near the side. I thought that Great was a throw. fantastic throw. Yep. But so they have that ability, but they also have the ability to, you know, utilize Cam in the run game off the read option. They can also go traditional run, which is what we saw mostly against the Raiders. They still haven't unlocked the RPO game yet, which I think they're going right. to do more of that as the season goes on. And then if you sprinkle Dalton Keene in the mix, there's a lot of different things that you have to defend when you're getting ready for this Patriots team. And I, I think that is the idea, right? That is the to yep. try to to try to uh, you know, propose, present different issues for a defense and say, hey, you know, when you start to zig, we're going to zag, and then you're going to have a heck of a time trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yep. No, I totally agree with it. I I, I do I do sort of – I, I don't want to spend too much time on Dalton Keene because I don't want us to look like a bunch <laughs> of idiots, and he's inactive for the, you know, the the fourth straight week. Well, this is more um, long-term, but, long, but, you know, big picture. But even if it's not this week, just yeah. to cover cover our ass um, – that's the idea that, and that, that goes into, I don't know if this is, if they're ready yet right. to win this type of game, yep. but I do think they had that ability further down the road. All right, let's get to the, uh, Boston sports member question of the day. Uh, it's not going to be about Dalton Keen. Luckily, uh, <laughs> check him out over at BSJ for 11 cents a day on their annual plan. Not only do you get top notch analysis of all the Boston pro sports, but if you're a Patriots junkie, you, you guys are. Then a membership at BSJ gives you access to a ton of video analysis uh, Bedard does on the coach's film and direct access to him in weekly chats. Let's go to Scur- Every Friday, baby. On Friday, uh, scurvy dog. Uh, so <laughs> what's what's really up with Gilmore, Greg? Any common issues with his pass interference calls? I don't fault him for you know the perfect Wilson rainbow throw yep. on the touchdown, uh, but what's going on? Pretty much overall, the idea from scurvy dog is – What's up with Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, well, uh, a couple things. But f- one thing I, I, I want to say that I disagree with it, and I love Teddy Bruschi. I have a ton of respect for him. Here's a but I do, I do know on WEI.com or WEI this week, he said in his weekly interview that he thinks Stephon Gilmore deserves more respect from the refs. Like, I just completely disagree with that. I mean, this is a guy who has gotten away with holding people yeah. all over the place for yes. years. Yes, that's true. I mean, he and give Gilmore credit. He hasn't gotten called for it. And when you get away with it, it's called being a professional and a veteran and and knowing what you're supposed to be doing. But there's no doubt. Nobody can deny that he holds a lot. And that, that penalty last weekend was a blatant penalty. He had, him in, been he had him in like an MMA move. He had him in, a, <laughs> he had him in an arm bar. Yeah, that's, that's an obvious flag. There you go. And uh, so... Look, he's getting called for a little bit more. They're actually flags are way down this year. So it's part of the reason why scoring is up. Yeah, um, but, is down. Yep. But Gilmore's got to, you know, when, when you get in a position where you're the only guy and uh, down the field and everybody's looking, your man coverage, you know, you just got to watch the hands a little bit. You just got to watch, you know, actually t- taking a guy and pulling his jersey. Just get on the arm, like give him a little tug. And I, I thought all the calls have been legitimate so far. I do think 
we, you know, I've mentioned it before. I have had some issues with Gilmore in those like one o'clock games where he can, his concentration can wane. It can, it's just, he, he, sometimes with those one o'clock games against nondescript opponents, he just, he doesn't want to be there. He's at his best in the biggest games with the biggest stakes. He definitely comes to play those games. And I just think, look, he missed some of training camp with, um, <laughs> a personal situation, which in other words means um, a holdout yeah, to get five out. million more dollars from the Patriots, and yep. so maybe he didn't get all the reps he needed. You know, I think there's some of that, uh, but I wouldn't panic about Stephon Gilmore. Let's see what happens this week. If all of a sudden Sammy Watkins, who I don't even think is that good, gets a lot of him, then I'll be worried. But I expect him to be dominant in this game, and I actually expect the Patriots to move him around a little bit more in this game and not just waste them on Watkins. Yeah. You know, that's one question I have for you before we get to our pick for this week's game is you mentioned Gilmore moving around at camp and, you know, bringing a different kind of flair to the defense that you hadn't necessarily seen. Have you seen that so far this season through the first three weeks? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We've seen them in the, and now that we've seen it in games, we could talk about it. Yeah. Now you can he, say, it. <laughs> yeah, he, he played slot a lot, uh, which was different. And, um, you know, they, they haven't just, they still leave Jones as the slot, which they should. But I think, I think they were repping for certain matchups and maybe it was the chiefs who knows. I mean, that's really, I mean, between Tyler Lockett and now, um, Tyreek Hill, I just I just don't think Gilmore can keep up with Hill no. um speed wise. I mean, yeah. it, Jones has a much better you got to put a safety over the top. And if you thought Stefan Gilmore grabbed before, wait till he's matched up with Tyreek Hill and then he'll be like <laughs> tackling him off the line of scrimmage. But he's grabbing his jersey constantly. <laughs> exactly. So um I mean we have seen a little bit more. I just think they were laying the groundwork for this team to be a little bit more uh, t- tougher to prepare for in terms of matchups, and I think we will see that as the season goes along. All right, let's jump to our pick. BetUS.com tells us the line is still seven. What say you, Greg? Uh, I am. I'm going to go with Chiefs, and I'm going to go over the point spread. I do think I, I picked them by ten. I picked them thirty twenty. Uh, I do think it's going to be a game for a while, but at some point. And and who knows? It could be another thing where they shut down the Chiefs for like a half. But at some point, I've never seen an NFL team like this. Not even – I don't even think the greatest show on turf Rams were quite as explosive as this in a a tight time frame. Like, they're like a basketball team. Like, And and I asked the question to Jason McCourty today, and he he agreed with it. I I, I said, you know, don't don't you almost have to go into this game expecting – saying, okay, they are going to make a run. And right. you, you never say that in football. That's, that's a basketball a great, term. A great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point, like, look at the Texans playoff. Look at the two playoff games that they had before the Super Bowl. Like, they were shut down for a while, and then all of a sudden, they went on a run, and the game was over. At some point, that's the same thing that the, has happened uh, with the Patriots, not this last matchup. The last matchup was Mahomes was dealing with his knee. He banged up his hand during the game, so he was a bit limited. But the two games before that, I think they gave up something like 80 points in in combined in each of the second halves. So he is going to go run it on a run at some point. And I just think it's too much and too early for that Patriots defense to really be able to uh, catch up. And I, I don't think 
the the Chiefs have some issues defensively, but they are nowhere near as bad as that Seahawks team. And so I think that was a bit fool's gold that game. People are going to think I'm ripping you off. So let's see if this works. I okay. I had this typed up. Let's see if if you can <laughs> people watching the video portion of this. If you can see that, let me see. There it is. Right. That's that's my score that I typed up before this podcast began and uh it is kansas city 30 new england 20 so i'm not ripping off bedard it's just great minds think alike that's uh, right we do have two great minds here in this <laughs> pretty much you know pretty much what you just said i mean i i do think the patriots might be able to slow them down for a little bit we've seen that before we saw it in the afc championship game uh, and then, of course, as you said, Mahomes was a little gimpy at Gillette last year. That might have had an effect. But out of all the teams in the league, the Patriots have actually done a decent job yep. against this offense. But a decent job means you're probably giving up 30 to 35 points because that's how good they are. So I do think it's 30. I think it's 20. I think the Patriots will keep it tight. Could be a late kind of backdoor cover deal. But I do think it's 30-20 Kansas City. And for, don't forget this. Uh, you want to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, that you rate and review this podcast. That will help Greg and I an awful lot. Oh, yeah. uh, any final words for the people, Greg? Let's go. Let's go. So, all right, we'll be back uh, early next week recapping this game. We'll see if uh, Greg and I were right or if we were morons. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast. Yeah, with Nick <laughs> and it's brought to you by BetUS.com. <laughs>